Hi, my name is Rob Scott from UC Today, bringing you all the news and conversation from the unified communications and collaboration space. So today I'm joined by Voss, and we're going to be discussing taking the next step with Microsoft Teams calling. Welcome, everybody. Hi, Rob. Hi, Rob. Thanks for joining me. So before we get started today, however, I always like to start with a quick uh, round of introductions. Um, so a quick bio, if possible. Uh, Tim, would you like to go first? Yeah, thanks, Rob. Uh, Tim Jallens, uh, for my intro, I'm part of the Voss uh, team. I work as part of our global services organization. And within that, I'm the solution owner for our Microsoft uh, Teams portfolio. Uh, as part of my role, I work regularly uh, with customers and partners on day-to-day uh, -day, uh, challenges they've got around deployment of collaboration solutions and, and our solution set uh, around that. And uh, looking today really just to share some of those experiences back with you, Rob. Fantastic. Thanks very much. And uh, yeah, good to see you. Uh, Jamie. Thanks, Rob. Yeah, uh, my name is Jamie Litherland. I also work with Tim at Voss. I'm the solution owner for our assurance analytics um, product line. Um, I work closely with um, our customers, both enterprise and, and service providers, working closely with our sales teams and then our development teams to drive uh, product innovation um, and go to market strategy for, for the assurance analytics product. Um, I've been working in the industry uh, for around about 10 years selling various different software solutions and, and managed services. Fantastic. Yeah, thanks for joining us both. And Jamie, would you like just to give us a couple more minutes just on Voss in terms of, you know, who they are, what they do? Yeah, sure, of course. So uh, Voss are a privately owned software company um, uh, headquartered out of Texas uh, in the US. We've been around since 2004, um, very much focused in robotic process automation and, and sort of business communications management, um, specifically kind of born out of uh, sort of Cisco traditional on-premise, but obviously now with the shift towards more cloud collaboration tools, we cover most vendors, whether or not that's traditional on-premise or cloud collaboration tools. Um, and we have a product suite um, that can do fulfillment, assurance, analytics, reporting, accounting and migration. Uh, and I guess, you know, since we were founded, we've helped all of our customers manage, migrate and monitor millions of devices, saving them loads of time um, and loads of money in the process. So, yeah, that's a little bit about us. That's great. Thank you. Okay, so Microsoft Teams continues to grow in popularity and the demand is ever increasing for features such as cloud calling and enterprise voice. So bringing all of this into a coherent plan or IT strategy is super important to enterprises right now. So to kick things off, I'm, I'm keen to hear from you, Tim, first, you know, what's dominating customer conversations? Uh, thanks, Rob. Um, I thought what I'd do is maybe just relay back a little the journey because Microsoft Teams is out there in strength uh, now within organisations. But if we look back a little, uh, we've certainly saw you know, obviously a trend towards uh, remote and agile working uh, for some time now. But la the last 12 months has been an unprecedented presented, presented push uh, within organisations really to get people out of the office and working uh, remotely. And uh, I think all, all the organisations we see, they've um, found Microsoft Teams is readily available. Uh, it's in their license set, it's deployed on their desktops and the like. And they've used that for collaboration within the organisation. But it's been quite a push out over the last uh, 12 months and looking forward, I don't think the pace uh, looks like it's going to slow. Uh, you hear a lot of people talk about modern working and hybrid scenarios and things like that. 
But within organisations, we see uh, a measure now to try and bring a, a level of check or control around the somewhat chaos as organisations have pushed this out around their organisation. And off the back of that, really looking for a better tool set and better control panel, as we call it, to allow them to manage those types of uh, solutions and scenarios, you know, as they scale this up and, and, and work this out through their organisation. Uh, so that's what we're seeing and that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, but sort of compounding that, the, the ground rules are, are, are constantly changing. And more recently with Enterprise Voice and Teams calling, we've seen organisations asking, we've got Microsoft Teams deployed, you know, how do I use that as my client now to make Enterprise Voice, you know, telephony calls to other people outside the organisation so that integration uh, there is on organisations' minds. Uh, but at the same time, you know, that they've got a certain amount of resources within the, within the organization to run these systems they want to build this capability out you know without adding a lot of risk or cost or, or timelines on the deployment they want to get to benefits early so all that wrapped up you know we see organizations looking for a better way to go about managing microsoft uh, teams and teams calling particularly and get a level of check and control around all that so that's a, that's really the topic um we're interested to explore today that's great thanks very much tim and i certainly echo that from a you know cloud voice or enterprise voice perspective it's certainly a, a trend we're seeing more and more this dominating conversation certainly around microsoft teams so mm, yeah jamie over to you um i mean enterprise telephony and uc estates uh, can be rather complex to manage so how do it folk know it's all up and running nowadays and working okay for its users yeah, so um, it's an interesting point, um, Rob. So yeah, as, as sort of, I guess as everyone sort of realizes, you know, you moving towards more of these kind of public cloud services is, you know, moving away from traditional on-premise, you know, in control, IT teams have visibility across the whole solution. They're now kind of at the whim of what's available from these vendors through their APIs or other data sets that they might provide. And then they've got to stitch that together with, you know, other elements of the solution, whether or not it might be SBCs or on-premise collaboration tools like Crestron or video conferencing endpoints, which aren't going to go away with hybrid working or even remote working, especially when you need big meetings. So um, I guess from our side of things, the, the Vosh Assurance suite is, is built on data ingestion and big data principles to, to take all of that data from the end to end sort of experience and, and solution. So, you know, whether or not that is the, the MS Teams cloud in this instance and their API data taken with potentially an on-premise SBC that's doing the call routing uh, and then maybe, you know, a hybrid video conferencing solution as well. We can stitch that together as well as the end user experience whether or not that's a you know a device like a laptop or a you know a, a sort of dx80 cisco device or a headset you know we can take all of that information put it in a single place and give service providers as well as enterprises visibility of the performance of all of those different areas and put that together in a sort of end-to-end -end user experience now that level of detail just gives that insight and control back to the IT teams and the stakeholders, the business units, the end users, you know, whoever they need to have access can have access to that. Now, if you combine that with the flexibility of our platform in terms of being able to configure it to a user or a site level base with different policies for alarms, you then get into an interesting space that you can be very proactive about fixing that user experience on the platform and the solution and say, you know, 
for example, you know, I can see that we've got a bit of a bottleneck or a network issue here that is causing a, you know, a site or, you know, user level issue. Um, and so therefore, you know, we can give that insight back to those IT providers with the acceleration of sort of transformation to these cloud services um, and remote working environments, basically. So kind of gives them that control back um, and that visibility, which is the main thing. Um, and also, you know, what we see with our customers and our experiences, you know, rather than spending loads of time fixing kind of reactive tickets and unplanned work to say, oh, you know, I really don't like teams or whatever the collaboration tool is. It's not working properly, you know, and then your IT team scrambling going, oh, we're getting bad feedback. You know, they're spending more time because they've got proactive data and insight into the performance of their solution end to end. They spend more time um, focused on delivering the business transformation goals as opposed to reactively dealing with unplanned work, outages, complaints, tickets, you know, all that sort of unplanned sort of work and ticket information and uh, and issues that come to the the IT operations team so that's that's kind of where we see the value of of our assurance suite um you know fitting in with this new transformation to to, to these public cloud cloud services show say fantastic and last year i think it was uh, at uc awards you won service management of the year in 2020 and one part I remember distinctively was around this kind of self-healing piece. This was maybe a new technology that you released. Uh, I'm not sure whether it was last year or or the year before, but um, is that really a reality? You know, how does that work? Yeah, so, well, yeah. Thanks, thanks for winning. Uh, thanks for bringing up that we were a, a award winner with you guys. Always appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, it, it is very much something that we're heavily investing in and looking in. Basically, I think you know, from we we have a very unique um, sort of position in the market with our fulfillment, the Vosphor UC product, plus the assurance, the analytics, and the migration stuff. We have a suite of tools that allows us um, to integrate and automate a lot of the processes that you know people would do manually day to day so you know yeah we you know we would love to say that we're in you know we'd got to this kind of AI ops kind of you know Terminator-esque machine type environment that could do it all and you don't know no humans need to do anything but the reality is is that even with the most advanced machine learning algorithms and AI you still need that level of human interaction so from our side particularly you know what we're looking at at the moment is the ability to detect you know issues repeatable day-to-day issues build in automation and scripts within our products that allows for that detection, recognition of that issue, and then a response procedure that then allows us to fix that issue without the intervention of an engineer and that manual handover process between you know, user to engineer or service ticket person, you know, and all those things take time. Whereas the more of that that we can automate through that. So, you know, integration into service now is is an example from an ITSM tool perspective. You detect the issue, you raise a ticket, you make somebody aware of it. Our systems can then look to initiate a response procedure based on, you know, 
the development with the customer of what they want as a you know how to solve that that they again solved and then it's a notification to it to to the users to say hey we've gone away and solved this are you happy with it they kind of sign it off tickets closed and it's kind of zero touch intervention from from an engineer or minimal intervention from a somebody of authority within the service desk to say hey look that's been that's been solved I hopefully proactively, but even if it's a re reactive thing, um, you know, then then you're not spending more time escalating to your highly skilled, highly expensive resources to try and investigate and solve those issues. So, yeah, it is, you know, we're not quite there yet, but it's something we're investing in heavily and something that we can, you know, we can and do do today, basically. Yeah, that, I think that's really cool. And that, you know, that zero touch or minimal touch is, is really essential in in today's environment is that you know it's not it just seems to get busier all the time there's more channels there's more things to go wrong so the more you can automate the better so exactly interesting so over to you tim for another one i want to kind of talk uh, about uh, you know, administration and automation a little bit more in line with microsoft teams um you know how does that work from uh you know the kind of teams angle uh well, so maybe come back as organizations are rolling teams out uh, through their organization and starting to add enterprise voice in here. Uh, to date, they've really, I'd call it more of a technical rollout, and it's used some of the inherent Microsoft tools that are available. So the portal itself, but you know, increasingly some of the PowerShell scripts and things like that. And that's got the service out in organizations and people are using that. But increasingly now we see, as we mentioned earlier on, organizations wanting to bring this back into their uh, normal IT day-to-day -day processes and ways of working uh, and looking at sort of regular moves, ads and changes that go on in organisations, you know, as they scale that up, you know, wanting to simplify that somewhat, you know, they want to run those sorts of things through the normal service desk and uh, for that, um, uh, you know, we've, we've seen increasing need for, you know, a single place to go or a single pane of glass on a portal as we call it, single place to go where it's quite intuitive, simple, easy to find changes within that type of um, environment and, th and then execute those from a service desk perspective as, as, as an example uh, on there. You know, that might be as simple as finding a user, you know, upgrading their license and then adding uh, a Teams telephony on there, for example, with a telephone number uh, and, and the like. Um, so we certainly see that aspect on there, you know, whether it's driven off the portal and it's intuitive, you know, through a workflow type environment. Or if they want to make a similar level of changes in bulk, uh, for that matter, you know, when we're rolling out bulk telephony through a particular site, for example, and bringing that online, you know, looking for a better tool set and single point or single pane of glass to go to. Uh, but the uh, the other side on that, just on the administration and automation side, you know, as this scales up and starts to get more complex as we're bringing more componentry, as we call it, into the solution to support enterprise voice and teams calling. Uh, so talking about some of the infrastructure side here, you know, the telephone numbers, the breakouts onto the public telephone network. You want to take that complexity away somewhat and, and inherently build that back in the system. And again, drive that out from a, a, a nice workflow on the front end, you know, and that's what we're looking to do on the automations, uh, on the administration side, and then back that up with quite a high level of automation so that um, as, as a, a service desk agent enables a user for Teams telephony in this example, it's automatically configured across across the end-to-end -end solution for them. Yeah, and I imagine Microsoft being a, a, a multi-vendor environment, that can be, that can get really complex. So that single pane of glass can be, I imagine, uh, a bit of a dream when it comes to administrating all, all these 
different products and endpoints and, and servers and, and, and that kind of thing. So in terms of, uh, you know, the, these organizations, they've got teams everywhere. I mean, are you able to delegate some of this control to, you know, teams lower down or do the IT admins have to kind of control everything from kind of, I suppose, the uh, the mothership? Mm, from the... Yeah, so from the sort of main main service desk, I suppose. Uh, increasingly, we see that within organisations. Um, uh, organisations want to balance some things they want to run centrally. So that might be, for example, the provisioning of a new new range of te telephony numbers for the organisation. But increasingly, they want to push a, a level of de delegation or control out to local administrators. You know, so the example uh, I use is if we're configuring up a call queue, for example, which is distributing incoming calls across a range of um, uh, team members in the organization, you might well want to push that level of control and administration down into a site or a site administrator where that, that um, team resides and allow the site or the departmental administrator to add and remove people out of the team. Uh, so that sounds quite straightforward, but there's, there's quite a lot of inherent capability behind that to manage access and access control around that. Uh, so you've got you've got a good level of control in terms of what local administrators can do on the self-service front. And obviously you need a good level of of uh, audit trailing and rollback, you know, should something go wrong, you know, which inevitably it's in some circumstances you do need to roll back or you need, just need an audit trail through what's been provisioned locally. Uh, so that all comes inside what we call the self-service capability and, and it's really designed to try and push the administration out to the point where it, where it's needed within an organization yeah i think that's really key um, i mean onboarding and i suppose adoption of these solutions is really key as well isn't it all part of it i mean how does vos help you know especially microsoft teams environments kind of you know migrate onto the calling element and and kind of make all that a lot easier uh, it is. I think that's a key point, uh, Rob, on here. And everybody talks about the the end result and getting onto the cloud and the benefits when you get up there. Um, certainly, we've worked with quite a lot of organisations that have been somewhat battered, you know, on the journey journey up to the cloud. Uh, you know, so it's important that journey. Again, it's smooth and and it's error error free. You know, we manage the risk. Um, you know, within that. So it's somewhat of a process to step through to get an organisation. From where they are right now, which is inherently, you know, on a, on a set of local systems, and migrate them off that up onto the cloud. You know, and, and inevitably that's going to be a series of stages. You can't take a large organisation and move them overnight. So we tend to we tend to phase that. Uh, but we do go through a, um, a essentially a process or a step, set of steps to try and provide some rigor around that. And the the first part really is around the discovery side so we're looking working with an organization and looking inside what they've currently got deployed around the collaboration and telephony side and extracting some of that information out uh, we'll often then uh, uh, validate that and transform that with a with a set of rules to essentially automate the process of getting that organization up onto the cloud so we've got quite a nice tool set to do that and then finally, we'll uh, we'll schedule that within the organisation. As I mentioned, uh, organisations want to run this on a batch schedule, typically. So they've got a, a set of sites on a certain time they want to move those. So we'll prepare the work on that, and then batch move them on a on a particular time or calendar event uh, for them. Uh, so that's the sort of process we go through, and it's really designed to help organisations get up onto the cloud service, up onto Teams, and particularly onto Teams telephony. Uh, 
without without a lot of risk or cost in there. So that that's the that's the process, and it is an equal part of an important part of the equation, uh, Rob. You know, if you want to get up on the cloud, but you end up battered along the way, that's not a great experience for you. That's what we look to help with. Well, I can only imagine, and with Microsoft numbers nowadays just going up and up and up all the time, there's, there must be some huge deployments happening. So. I can imagine the onboarding process is, uh, is, is somewhat complex if you don't have the right tools in place. So. Yeah, it is. Especially, um, you know, if you're going to run that across several geographies and sites, you know, on a global basis with um, numbering plans worldwide, uh, quite challenging. You know, and again, that's back to the tooling and sort of a robust approach. On yeah, that. absolutely. And more and more work from home users, right? I mean, so that means how many yeah. how many different locations have organizations got? I mean, that must have increased, you know, massively so significantly great stuff okay jamie over to you for the my final question so you know it's all up and running now um how do it managers really you know manage these environments ongoing you know what kind of insights does uh, does Voss software offer yeah so uh, rob it's a really interesting point to finish on actually because i guess it's not changed that much from, I guess, transformations at any time in the period when we're talking about technology, right? It's all good and well, IT teams and stakeholders planning, hey, we're going to move to this great new technology, you know, and they kind of might talk to a few users and say, oh, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, fantastic, you know, principle, you, you know, it's going to help us. Um, but the reality is, is I think we all know, and, you know, most enterprises or even, you know, anybody who's been in the industry will know that actually that adoption training period, that kind of feedback loop of, you know, how's it being used? You know, what, what are our users experiencing over, you know, the first six to 12 months or even just, just continuous really is, is really important. So, so okay, so we've we talked about the sort of performance side of things and the assurance side. We then have you know our reporting um, and analytics product that gives insight to not only the IT teams but the business stakeholders as well, whether or not it's business units or individual team managers or the users themselves that say, you know, how are you using the new collaboration tool? You know, are you missing calls? You know, are you top talk? Are you still dialing into collaboration meetings as opposed to using the headset that we spent? x amount of dollars on and sent to you you know are you using the right operating system is your you know wi-fi set up correctly you know all of the sort of pain points that everybody experiences our solution can give insight and data into those areas so that it teams can help users improve their experience and actually become more familiar with the tools because we all know the you know the things that kill these types of projects you know within companies and make them go on and on and on and invest more money and time into them is when your users aren't using the tools that they're provided because they say oh you know this doesn't work correctly it, you know it, it's wrong and so we go beyond just the information that's provided in the MS Teams as I said before you know we stitch together all the data from the entire end to end you know, experience and give that to um, the users. So the IT teams get that as well. But what what the power of combining assurance analytics with VosVC, for example, is is we can give business context data. So you don't need to be a qualified engineer to understand that data. You can just be a normal business stakeholder, and they can have 
either access to the self-service portal to look at those reports and pull reports themselves off for you know their senior meetings or that can be fully automated and sent to them and it arrives monthly so that they can get checkpoints through the transformation to understand how their users are using it why and if their productivity might be down or are they missing certain calls you know do they need to change their processes it just gives the business those data points to be able to make informed decisions rather than completely subjective decisions which i think is kind of what the whole world wants now we're so used to information at our fingertips instantaneously that our kind of personal life and having access on iPhones and different different devices that's what they want from their kind of enterprise services and, and collaboration tools and, and, that, and that's what we provide yeah fantastic I mean certainly it, it sounds like Voss you know offers an end-to-end solution here from from all you know all, all kind of ex- experiences from user experience to team experience to kind of you know business experience ultimately and IT experience for managing this whole thing so very very cool love the Love these conversations. Um, Jamie, for anyone looking to kind of follow up on this and find out more about Voss and how they can help, what's the best way to get in touch? Yeah, so best way, we've got loads of great new content on our website. Um, so just go there. There's a obviously get in touch contact form and, and loads of other downloadable content, um, you know, and, and obviously, you know, that'll make its way to Tim, myself or, or one of the team. So, yeah, um, that's the best way to get in touch. Great. Hey, Jamie and Tim, it's been super speaking to you today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, Rob. It's been great. Thanks, Rob. And that's it from us. If you've enjoyed today's session, please subscribe to UC Today News and give this video a quick share on social as it's always appreciated. And if you're a UC fan and want to be part of the conversation, you can join us using the UC News hashtag on LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook and our social links in the description. So I'm Rob Scott from UC Today. Thanks for watching.